0: You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is good? It's your boy Sosa Cremendous, fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host of the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all of the action from every game with full game replays. You can also replay an entire game and catch all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Today, like always, we're going to be jumping into our fan mail Friday edition of the Locked on Rams podcast. So we got some great submissions uh, from Rams Nation this week, and thank you for that. And without further ado, we're just going to really just jump right into it. So the first question is from Assorted Goods PC. He said, why do you think the running game has functioned so much more effectively so far this season? And I think uh, there's two main components to this question really is first, the offensive line. I mean, it, it all boils down to the offensive line at the end of the day. Uh, I think this unit up front, the five guys that they currently have, are just significantly better than the five that they fielded in 2019. I think pretty much anyone and everyone would agree on that front. Uh, that you know the offensive line is just significantly better in terms of their talent, in terms of in terms of their cohesion, uh, their play, uh, really everything across the board. So. Uh, it starts up front. Uh, the run blocking is going to allow guys like Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown and even K Makers the ability to essentially see a hole, get past that line of scrimmage, and then create on their own at that second level of the defense or even the third level and kind of take it to the house. But uh, first things first is the offensive line. Their performance is great. Anyone who's followed me knows that I was concerned about the O-line coming into this season, but they've been great. And second is I think, you know, Sean McVay has just gotten more creative when it comes to... Uh, His play calling, his motions, I think he's using a lot more motion than he did last season. Uh, And it's confusing defenders and it's causing hesitation. And both of those things are obviously huge advantages for any player at any time, but uh, in specific, you know, this offense. And so I think that combo is really, you know, what's boosting the Rams' offense right now and the running game into what we saw in 2018, really, which was an elite level. The second question is from at Papa underscore Swole. He said, Big Sosa K, Papa Swole here. Uh, glad to have you as a new guy. Last game, uh, could have got out of hand, but the players and coaches adjusted like we've never seen before and battled back. Do you see us getting in a groove and riding it out the rest of the season based off of that Buffalo Bills game? And you know what? First of all, thank you uh, for uh, the kind words. But I do think that this is going to essentially be very good for the Rams. Now, you know, I would have loved to have seen a win. Obviously, everyone would have. It would have been quite a historic comeback for the team and for the franchise and, uh, you know, a huge morale boost and all that. But at the end of the day, like you said, they battled back when they didn't have to. That was a game that was essentially over. It was to 3 at one point. I believe it was about 10 minutes left in the third quarter. They could have very easily just mailed it in. Uh, started to essentially get ready to you know finish the game and head into next week and face their week four opponent but that was the exact opposite of what they did they battled back Uh, they looked stronger than I think I've ever seen the team look and it was incredible just to see the mounting uh, of a comeback really it was unfortunate obviously that they couldn't secure the win but like you said I think this is going to be huge for them moving forward I think it's going to bring the team together i think it's going to show the coaching staff what kind of players they have in that locker room what kind of belief they should have in their players and really just the character of the guys that are in the locker room now fans should be you know they feeling very good about where this team is and where they could really go down the line uh, in this season with just how talented they are you know we've seen a second half that was arguably the most dominant we've seen this team in a long time and that was against a very good buffalo bills team so I'm very intrigued by what I saw and I think it's going to prove to be very crucial and important moving down the line and I think ultimately we're going to look back on this game in however many weeks and say you know what that was that was the week that you know things got together and things came together and that was the week we knew this was for real. The final question in this segment is from at Holden Cantor he always Holden why are you always asking Rams questions if I can quote Andrew Siciliano there but uh, he said do you think it's possible the Rams make any trades this year midseason like they have in the past two previous seasons and You know, that's tough to say. Uh, I'm going to probably side on uh, no just because, you know, they don't have a ton of cap room. They don't have a ton of draft picks. They obviously don't have a first round pick because of the Jalen Ramsey trade. I believe they don't have a fourth round pick because of that trade as well. Uh, So, you know, with limited assets in terms of money and, you know, even more important, in terms of when you're talking about trades is limited trade assets in terms of draft picks. I think, you know, when you combine both of those things, it's probably very unlikely that the Rams are going to make a move. Now, I would love to see them make a move, particularly at that edge rusher position. But, you know, those players are typically very expensive and the Rams just don't have much draft capital to really dole out at this point in time. And so I'm going to side with no, but, you know, you really can't never, you can never count out general manager, less need. So uh, I wouldn't exactly be a betting man and put my money down on no. But you know, just logically speaking, I think I ride with no for now. But again, like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if the needle went the other way. And essentially, you know, less need seen a roster that has the potential to make not only a playoff appearance, but a deep playoff run. And if that's the case, then maybe the Rams would be wise to uh, strengthen whatever parts of the team aren't uh, very strong. And you know, could be an Achilles heel when it comes to the playoffs. So that's always an option. But yeah, like you said, uh, we're gonna have to wait till midseason to see what happens there. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to continue answering the questions in the second segment prior to sharing my game prediction in the last segment. You do not want to miss that. While we've got you, come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MEP and you can find the page at LockedOnRams. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching in the last segment. I left off answering mostly the miscellaneous questions and some of the questions that were related to the offense But now we're going to transition to the other side of the ball And we're going to answer some of these defensive questions because there were quite a handful here So uh, to begin, we're going to start with at that sergey He said with defensive backs outside of troy hill doing a decent job covering wide receivers and tight ends while the dl Meaning the defensive line is not pressuring quarterbacks much. Should Staley, meaning Brandon Staley, the defensive coordinator, blitz at a higher rate, or would that expose an already inconsistent run defense? First, congrats, Sergey. I know you got a little baby boy, uh, new Rams fan, so that's awesome to add to uh, to Rams Nation. And you know, hopefully, the wife and the little boy are both doing well. But uh, when it comes to this question, you know, blitzing is always a risky proposition because either, you know, it's going to be a big play one way or the other. Typically, it's typically it's going to be a big play one way or the other. It might be a sack or uh, interception or something of that sort for the defense, or it might result in a huge passing play or, you know, a potential touchdown for the offense. And so that's the issue with blitzing. Now, the Rams haven't blitzed at a very high rate. They've actually been one of the fewest uh, blitzing teams when it comes to the uh, defense. But I think that situation makes more sense to me you know obviously the pass rush is not great I could see the Rams blitzing you know five guys in terms of coming one extra off the edge like Troy Hill has been from that nickel spot or blitzing an inside linebacker or something of that sort but I wouldn't get used to seeing the Rams blitz I just think it leaves them a little bit too vulnerable when it comes to coverage and I you know the way they've played so far on defense uh, it looks to me like they're more concerned about just limiting big plays as opposed to trying to create huge plays on defense like that and putting their corners potentially out to dry. So that's not something I would get used to, but it is a very interesting conversation to have for sure. The next question is from at think blue 47 shout out Sly. He said, do you see the Rams pulling off a trade for a vet edge rusher or outside linebacker? Or are we rolling with Samson Ebukam for the rest of the way? Now, I wish I had good news when it comes to uh, potentially adding an edge rusher or an outside linebacker. But, you know, I wouldn't hold my breath. You know, The Rams are a team that like to give guys as many opportunities as they need. And oftentimes to a fault, maybe too many opportunities. And Abukam is in his fourth season now. He still hasn't developed into really anything. Uh, he looks like, like a liability on the defensive side of the ball. I just don't see really what the team sees in Abukam. I don't think he's a good run stuffer. I don't think he's good at setting the edge. I don't think he's athletic enough. Uh, to, you know, use his pass rushing prowess. Uh, he doesn't have really much of a speed rush. He's a great athlete, but he doesn't know how to use it when it comes to pass rushing. Uh, and he has no moves. So I would love to see the Rams add, add a player at that spot. But, you know, I'm not holding my breath. And unfortunately, I guess that would mean that Ebukam is going to start the rest of the way. And uh, that's just something that I think we should probably get used to, unfortunately. The next question is from at ESPN underscore Rams underscore takes. He said, with Samson, Big O, Floyd, Terrell Lewis, will these guys ever get it all together and be a good crew of edge rushers or not? Because we're going to need them all. And so, you know, I'm a little bit more reserved. You know, I try to be an optimistic human being, but uh, when it comes to this group, like he mentioned, Samson Ebukam, uh, Obani Okoronkwo, Leonard Floyd, and then the rookie Terrell Lewis, I just don't see much of a pass rushing unit there. Now, I do see some guys with some intrigue, like Leonard Floyd, I think is a great run stuffer and uh, that's just his role really at, with the Rams and in the NFL at this point he's not doesn't look like he's gonna develop into some dangerous pass rusher he is great at setting the edge though he's very good at funneling runs back inside and then he he can clean up and, and you know chip in a few sacks here and there but nothing that's gonna really impact the game I guess in terms of his pass rushing prowess uh, and then obviously we don't know what the Rams have in rookie Terrell Lewis just yet Now, he was a guy who was incredibly talented and obviously has a fantastic, you know, pass rushing body and the build that you look for and the physicality that you look for. Uh, But he never really did it much at Alabama. I mean, his injuries limited his career tremendously there and again, have carried over to the NFL and he hasn't even played a game yet. So uh, it's going to be hard to rely on a guy like that. But at the end of the day, the Rams really don't have much of a choice because Terrell Lewis is simply going to have to be something special, I guess, because Samson Ebukam is a subpar player and Obanio Caronkwo, who most people and myself included expected to take a step up this season, just hasn't. That really leaves the Rams vulnerable at that edge spot. And so uh, Lewis is really going to be relied on here when he gets back at some point, And hopefully that's sooner than later. The next question is from at Rob Roscoe. He said, is there any update or news on Ashawn Robinson? The earliest he could come back is week six, correct? So there hasn't been much of an update or news surrounding Aishon Robinson. The most recent tidbit of news that I've seen was actually positive because I personally didn't expect Robinson to return this season, but it sounds like he might actually come back at some point later this season, especially with how good the NFL has been with the whole COVID testing and uh, really just avoiding any sort of disaster that many people thought might happen. So uh It sounds like Robinson might be planning a mid-season or late-season return, and that would be huge for the Rams' run-stuffing unit. Obviously, that's what he does best. Uh And as for when he can return, I'm not entirely sure because I think he can return really at any point in time because he technically didn't opt out of the season. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been able to return. Uh, and the Rams got creative with him and his agent to find a way for Robinson to essentially step aside for the time being and keep a return as a possibility later in this season. So I don't know for sure when he's essentially eligible. I think he pretty much can come back whenever. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna that that remains to be seen. We don't yet know what the plan is there with Robinson. Hopefully he comes back at some point though, because he would be a huge addition. Coming up when we return, I'm going to finish off with the last few questions that we have, and then I'm going to share my score prediction. Make sure to check back on Monday for the game recap between the Los Angeles Rams and the New York Giants in week four. Folks, are you having any car troubles? Do you ever go outside to find your car tires flat or your car just won't start? Well, you should absolutely check out rockauto.com for your service needs. Rock Auto is a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. There isn't a better time to support a family-owned business than right now with the strange COVID-related times that we're living in. If you're a do-it-yourselfer or a professional and are looking for reliably low prices, you absolutely need to check out Rock Auto. Go to their website and check out all of their available parts. It's truly a never-ending list, and if your car needs it, they've probably got it. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com and write Locked On in there, how did you hear about us, so they know that we sent you. Welcome to the final segment of today's episode and the Fan Mail Friday edition of the Locked On Rams podcast, so... Like I mentioned before the break, we're just going to finish off with our final few questions here, and then I'm going to share my score prediction for this contest, which I think you guys will like, because it does seem like the Rams are going to have quite a good game here. But uh, we'll begin with the questions. So the first one is from at 24 carat six. He said, what do you think Terrell Lewis's role will be? Will he start over Abukam immediately? Do you think? And that's tough to say. I, I don't know whether he's going to start immediately or not. Uh, in terms of talent, I think he's automatically right out of the gate better than Samson Ebucom and probably better than Obanai Okoronkwo. Uh, and, you know, he obviously has a different skill set than a guy like Leonard Floyd does, where Leonard Floyd is a primarily a run stuffer and Torre Lewis is primarily a pass rusher. Uh, what his role will be, you know, I, I expect to see a lot of third downs, a lot of passing situations uh, and, and a lot of snaps really right out of the gate now the Rams can't really afford to bring him along slowly. I think they probably will only because of the injury, not necessarily because of the talent ahead of him. But, you know, we'll see how that really shakes out. I think uh right out of the gate, he's going to be a crucial part to how effective that pass rushing unit is. And I would love to see uh, him getting more snaps than a guy like Ebukam and a guy like Okoronkwo. And if eventually, you know, if if he looks like he's capable, I think he's going to start probably pretty quickly so long as that knee holds up and Really, it just allows him to play uh, a full, you know, complement of snaps and and right out of the gate. So the next question is from at X Will N X. Geez, Tone, what are you doing to me here with these damn names? He said, with the lack of production from others on our defensive line and outside linebacker corps, put your coach slash GM hat on for a minute. What moves would you make to fix it? Anyone that knows me knows my infatuation with two pass rushers that are readily available right now. I don't know how they're jobless, but. Uh, The first is veteran Cameron Wake, who I believe is 38 years old at this point in time. And the next is veteran, again, Jabal Sheard. Now, both of these guys are available somehow. They haven't had any jobs recently that I know of. Uh, Obviously, Cameron Wake at his advanced age is really only a pass rusher and can't play, you know, 60 snaps a game, which is fine because I will take 30 snaps of an elite pass rusher in Cam Wake all day. He would immediately be the best pass rusher on the Ramses roster at least from that edge position and it wouldn't even be comparable to the guys that they currently have whereas a guy like Sheard I think he could come in and play 50 to 60 snaps right out of the gate per game so I'm very confused as to why a guy like Sheard doesn't have a job Cameron week I guess I can understand because he's you know up there in age but you know these are two guys that are very quality football players they're both graded out very well according to pro football focus when it comes to rushing a passer and just grade in general Uh, and they're veterans I would love to see you know another veteran like a guy like Leonard Floyd across from him where you can slowly bring along a guy like Terrell Lewis you don't have to rush him into a ton of snaps right out of the gate and you can kind of spell you know a guy like Cameron Wake or a guy like Sheard with a guy like Terrell Lewis and eventually build a solid little rotation of pass rushers now it doesn't look and appear like the Rams are going to make any moves unfortunately but I would smash the table all day for both of these guys. Either one of them would tremendously improve this unit. And I think either one of them could immediately come into the building and make a massive difference when it comes to the pass rush. The final question is from at Randy underscore McMillan. He said, I don't know much about Ashawn Robinson. Is he a one gap or two gap defensive lineman? Thank you. Well, thank you for the question, Randy. Uh, He, like you mentioned, is a two gapping defensive lineman. That's his main role. He's going to start at the nose tackle spot eventually when he's ready to play. Play, uh, and his role is really going to be to you know line up head on on the center and reset that line of scrimmage using his strength, his power, and essentially just control both the A gaps from either side of that center. Now he's not going to factor in much as a pass rusher, but you know that's not who the Rams intended to bring in because that's not who A. Sean Robinson is. Now Robinson is a young guy; he can still develop a little bit in that regard, but I do think he'll still take a backseat when it comes to a guy like Brockers as a pass rusher though he would immediately upgrade that unit as a run defender, because I think that would field a tremendous front three, at least between Brockers, Donald and Robinson, uh, when it comes to stuffing the run. Now they do still have some issues at the inside linebacker spot. But uh, I think Robinson would be quite a welcomed addition and would make the job of the inside linebackers that line up behind him a lot easier. Uh, unfortunately, we don't know when that's going to happen or if it's going to happen. But hopefully at some point this season, it does happen. And Uh, you know, that would be great to see, but we're going to jump into my score prediction now. And, you know, I got the Rams winning big in this one. I'm going to say the Rams are going to win 42 to 13. I think the offense is going to essentially be able to do whatever they please. I expect a huge game out of Daryl Henderson. It sounds like rookie running back K makers is going to miss the contest. Uh, Malcolm Brown is obviously still recovering from a surgery that he had a week and a half ago. So that's pretty insane to think that he played on that. Uh, but I expect to see a heavy dose out of Henderson and I think he's gonna have a very very successful contest I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see him cross 200 yards from scrimmage I think Jared Goff is going to continue his day and his fantastic start to his 2020 season Cooper Cup has one of the best matchups in terms of the guy he's going to oppose which is slot corner Darnay Holmes who has not been very good this season Uh, depending on how much the Rams throw a guy like cup might have a career type of day uh and really i expect the rams just to have a great day offensively now flipping to the other side of the ball this is the perfect game for the defense to build some momentum and kind of get back to who we think they are in terms of being a very good unit so uh specifically the pass rush i think this is a game that they could definitely take over the offensive line of the giants is really terrible Uh, they allow a lot of sacks they allow a lot of pressures and quarterback Daniel Jones is quite a turnover worthy machine so I expect this pass rush to turn it up a notch here Uh, I really hope they can look good because if they can't look good against a subpar offensive line like the Giants then I'm very very concerned about what kind of unit the Rams have on that side of the ball Uh, I expect that secondary to come away with an interception or two Darius Williams I'm looking at you Jalen Ramsey I'm looking at you I would love to see the defense just put together a dominant performance and that's what I expect. So I picked the Rams to win quite huge in this one. And I think we're going to have a fun Monday morning recap. And while we're on that topic, make sure to check back in with us on Monday for the game recap between the Los Angeles Rams and the New York Giants in week four. Just a reminder, come connect with us on Twitter. You can find me at QB's MEP, and you can find the page at on Rams. Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.